Welcome to episode 23 of Mike's Notes. Today, we'll use a Wesley Gray interview to look at two big ideas. One note before we get started, I'm recording outside today because it's a beautiful day, and when you record podcasts, you get to record them outside. Gray was a guest on the Masters in Business podcast with Barry Ritholtz, and their entire conversation was really interesting to me. So interesting that beyond this podcast episode, I also wrote a blog post about a few things I learned from Dr. Gray. Gray is a University of Chicago graduate who is the CEO of Alpha Architect. And while the whole interview was good, there were two specific things that Gray talked about, which I wanted to address in podcast form. The first was stakeholders, how they can change your decision making, and how to be aware of the stakeholders in all the parts of your life, and culture. What is culture? Why do people think it's so important? And how do you really figure it out? One. The idea of stakeholders has come up one other time in this podcast series, and that was in episode 20 about sunk costs. There we had quotes from Dr. Richard Thaler and Monish Pabrai, who talked about the effect that stakeholders can have in your decision making. And stakeholders can be in any area of your life. It can be in relationships. It can be in contracts. It can be in career, defense, they really can be anywhere. I liked most what Richard Thaler said about this. So here's a clip from Thaler's conversation with Barry Ritholtz. Let's just say that one of the things that humans have trouble with is the economic concept of sunk costs. If that dessert doesn't taste very good, you shouldn't eat it just because you paid 20 bucks for it. And economists have trouble following their own advice. And they had a lot invested in the rational economic model and weren't going to give it up without a fight. So economists who were invested in this rational economic model had stakeholders in their career. They had done so much work that they couldn't give it up without a fight. And those were the stakeholders in their jobs. The mistake we are making is we are fooling ourselves, as Richard Feynman put it. We are making choices not based on truths, but what other people have to say about something. That's something Gray saw in his investing business, too. Here's what he told Barry Ritholtz. And I would say the biggest issue with quote-unquote arbitrage on things like value or momentum is career risk. Because to do those strategies, they're really long-duration kind of expected winners, but in the short run, they can get destroyed relative to standard benchmarks. Gray is pointing out here that if you have stakeholders that see your performance as inferior to another performance, then those stakeholders can say that they want out or they want you to change your behavior. A little later in the interview, Ritholtz and Gray talk about some people that they know. Definitely. We, we, we know multiple multi-billion dollar hedge fund managers with heavy value focus that are literally out of business because of the back half of 2015 because deep value just got destroyed and right. redemptions just 
overwhelm their ability to convince the capital to stay. Gray got around this problem of stakeholders because he only recruits people who will be long-term stakeholders in his business. In the same way that you would have a spouse who is going to give you leeway if you make mistakes, or someone who's open to new experiences, or if you would structure a legal contract in a similar way where stakeholders instantly can't pull out of a situation. Gray does that in the people that he recruits, so he's already filtering a certain kind of stakeholder. Two. The second big idea I got from Gray's interview was how much culture matters, and it's really a case of being there. Here's how Gray described his experience when he was embedded in Iraq with the United States Marine Corps. Yeah, the, the biggest insight I got, actually, and also it's a lot of the things I cite and embedded, is just my conversations with the actual Iraqi people about why they thought we were so weird and crazy, uh-huh. and, and the things that we just... Did they? That Was that the read, is these yeah. Americans are crazy? Um, they tried to explain to me their perspective, and, and a perfect one is, okay, so you guys want to go bring democracy and freedom to the Iraqi people, and you've done that, but here's the problem. When you let a country of caged lions totally free out of their cage, you don't give them freedom and democracy, you give them anarchy. Because you guys in America have a lot of implicit structures, either legal, culturally. Sure. I really enjoyed Gray's phrasing of this. The implicit cultures. There's these things that are all around us that exist, but we don't often talk about them or we don't often recognize them. And that's kind of what culture is. It's this thing you don't talk about, but it's there. It exists. Peter Thiel wrote, quote, No company has a culture. Every company is a culture, end quote. Shane Parrish recently talked about this as well on a podcast. Parrish said, quote, You can't just add 20% innovation time to your organization and expect you're going to be Google. No, you have to understand what Google was doing, how it fit in their culture, why it was part of their culture, why it worked as part of their culture, and now why it stopped. And you further have to map it to the base rate, end quote. Culture is this weird thing that you just can't plug and play. Culture isn't Legos. Orrin Hoffman said about culture, quote, it's something that you do that companies like you don't do, end quote. My favorite commentary on culture was, by Ben Horowitz in his book, The Hard Thing About Hard Things, and this is what Horowitz wrote. He was talking about yoga and other perks at work. He wrote this, quote, Yes, yoga may make your company a better place to work for people who like yoga. It may also be a great team-building exercise for people who like yoga. Nonetheless, it's not culture. It will not establish a core value that drives the business and helps promote it in perpetuity. It is not specific with respect to what your business aims to achieve. Yoga is a perk, end quote. Okay, so how do you create culture? If you can't unpackage culture and unbox it, then how do you do it? I was recently updating an iPad for someone, and it was so easy to update this iPad because you could just restore from a previous backup. It was all in the cloud, and all you had to do was click someplace, and then boom, the new iPad had all of the old settings. Culture is not like that. The answer, I think, to culture is being there. Here's Gray again. 
culture matters. Mm-hmm. And we're we're in a in this war now. We're really taking on a 50 to 100 year commitment because we're going to try to change culture. You have to be there. Gray only saw that once he was there. And you can read about his experiences there in the book Embedded. Other people like explorer Percy Fawcett would criticize armchair archaeologists because they weren't there. They didn't know what it was like to be in the jungle. Damon John's experience starting the FUBU fashion line was all about culture and being there. He understood what people wanted because he was talking to people. He was on the streets, on the porches, in the living rooms talking to people. He was there. Samuel Zamuri started the most successful banana empire in import business in America. His story is wonderfully told in the book, The Fish That Ate the Whale. And he's the one that installed this idea of being there in me. One of Zamuri's rallying cries was, there, there, we're here, in reference to his competitors not leaving Boston and him being on the boats in New Orleans and being on the banana plantations in Central America. For Zamuri, being there satisfied and solved a lot of the problems that he had. And other companies who didn't do that kept facing those same problems. It might work for culture too. Stakeholders exist in every area of our life, from our relationships and our personal lives to our professional responsibilities to the contracts we sign to buy things. If you think about the stakeholders in your life, and think about what their demands are and how much power they have, I think you'll end up making a few better decisions. One of those decisions should be to recognize that culture is a funny thing. It's an intangible thing, and you only get a sense of it when you are someplace. This is why people like Tyler Cowan and others advocate for travel so much. It's traveling that you get a sense of what a culture really is. It's not something you can read about in a book or watch in a documentary. It's the essence of a place. Thanks for listening to episode 23 of Mike's Notes. Well, that's very nice. Thank you very much. Now, why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? It's leave, you idiot. Make like a tree and leave. You sound like a damn fool when you say it wrong. All right, then, leave and take your book with you.